Here the Turtle is presented by Toyota. Toyota helps you get the most out of your drive. Just ask a friend who drives one. Shop buyatoyota.com, Toyota's official website for deals, to find the Toyota that's right for you. Toyota, let's go places. Monday, May 11th, 2020. It's here, the turtle presented by Toyota. And Keith, I think we may have experienced the longest interview in here, the turtle history this week. Bring on my good pal, our good pal, Maryland's good pal, Donovan Pines, former All-American men's soccer player, national champion, now playing for DC United. I mean, he, he was fantastic right now, not playing any soccer, but has all the time in the world to talk about a variety of different subjects. We've got nothing but time, Taylor, nothing but time. The longer, the better, um, kind of went a couple different directions, but, uh, an awesome story about Wayne Rudy and his first interaction with him in practice. So definitely tune in, uh, to hear that. Um, but awesome guy, uh, awesome family. His father, Daryl Pines will be the new president of the university of Maryland. Uh, coming up this next academic year. Um, so some cool insight from him on that as well. Yeah, for sure. And that, that story about Rudy was great. Don, a very thoughtful, insightful guy, um, studies Chinese and biology. In his oh, you know, just, just the, ca- the casual Mandarin lesson. Yeah, you know, he goes quarantine. from Chinese characters to three hours of Call of Duty Warzone. So he, he, is on the, he goes on all different type of routes. Um, he, he earns those hours on at Warzone. I yes, if you're learning Chinese and biology during the day and doing that at night, I think that's a fair trade-off. And as you said, his his dad, Daryl Pines, the former dean of the engineering school, will become the president of the university uh, once Dr. Wallace Lowe leaves that post, um, presumably at the end of the spring. So uh, a really incredible um, family there. Um, his mom, also a, a college athlete, very accomplished. His sister, a graduate of the university. So the Pines family, very involved in the University of Maryland. Um, and him talking about his dad was very, very interesting. His dad obviously will be a, a name to know if you care about Maryland at all, because he's about to lead the entire University of Maryland College Park, an incredibly smart guy um, who did a great job with the engineering school. But his son had was probably the more known name um, of a year and a half ago when he helped lead Maryland to the 2018 national title, an incredible run um, where he played so well and was a second-team All-American. Now plays for D.C. United, stayed local and signed a homegrown contract um, and has appeared for the U.S. U23 team. So with the Olympics next year, that is potentially where he could find himself in Tokyo if he can get himself onto that team. So as Keith said, we talked to Donovan Pines about a lot of things. It went a while, so let's get right to it. Our chat with former Maryland All-American defender, now D.C. United defender, Donovan Pines. As the University of Maryland celebrates the start of another athletic season, Maryland Athletics is excited to announce the launch of Terps 10,000, our campaign for a goal of 10,000 Terrapin Club members. 
Individuals who join the Terrapin Club during the campaign and become new members will receive a Maryland Terrapin Club branded flag to proudly fly at your home, office, or tailgate. All current members are eligible to receive a flag by donating an additional $55 to the Terrapin Club. Plant your flag at terps10k.com. We're back here on Here the Turtle with former Maryland All-American defender, national champion, D.C. United player. His name is behind me, if we ever show this actual video. Donovan Pines. Don, thanks for joining us. First of all, um, you should be playing right now. There should be soccer going on in MLS, and you are now at your parents' house chilling right now. Uh, yeah. What have you been doing during quarantine to keep yourself busy? Um, I mean, I have a set routine, so I stick to a schedule. So usually I wake up first thing in the morning, I do a lift, and then I have like my protein shake to get me, you know, through the morning. And then, um, you know, I have to take out my dog. So I take out Rocky for like a good, you know, 15 minute walk. And then I read um, my biology book. So I want to keep staying, you know, in tune and, you know, be productive with the mind. So I stay reading biology and then I kind of do some Chinese characters, um, you know, uh, throughout the morning to try to learn like at least like three or four a day. Uh, and then that's like, that's like my morning. And then in the afternoon I do conditioning. So I do ball work conditioning um, from like two to two to four. And then that's pretty much my day. And then I play call of duty uh, modern warfare. <laughs> what kind of dog are we talking? What, what, what is right? Um, it's a golden doodle. So uh, I think we got him when I was going off to college and so it was a surprise. My, my mom got him from Pennsylvania and she's like, oh, help me unload the trunk. And then I go in the trunk and then I see, you know, a little baby, you know, golden doodle, miniature golden doodle. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, so it was, yeah, that was, that was a great day in my life. And you're learning Chinese as well? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I learned that in high school for three and a half years. Um, so um, I kind of took a break when I went to college because I was studying biology and soccer. So I'm the focus you know, um, all my concentration on those two things. And I wanted to, you know, take class in college for, with Chinese, but it would have been way too much uh, for me and um, would have been probably mentally exhausting. Now, you, you went to China in high school, correct? You oh, were, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. What was that experience like? China, obviously, so much in the news right now. You've been there, you know. How was it out there? <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was, it was really awesome. Um, I went uh, my freshman year, uh, so they got, like, some some of the classes from two high schools that my teacher was teaching at and we went to China and it was like a two-week thing we went to Xi'an uh like a province in China uh Shanghai Beijing and it was it was awesome like it was a great trip saw you know the Great Wall uh we we walked it it was I'm, I have so many pictures it was it was a great experience um we saw like Buddhist temples we went to like these hot springs it was an unbelievable experience. And then, um, you know, I would be walking around and uh, it was kind of interesting where people thought I was Michael Jordan and they were like, <laughs> I'm just like, me? No, no. And then they wanted a picture. So I just took a picture. So it was, it was some good memories, you know, it was really fun. Are you watching the Michael Jordan documentary right now? No, I'm not. So I want to, I gotta, I gotta start watching that. Yeah. That's everyone's like, dang, this is really good. I've, I've seen snippets, but I probably gotta, I gotta, I gotta watch that. When is the next episode? Uh, Sunday would be the next episode. What's nice for you is you can just save it all up and you kind of have that in the back burner when you want to. Like motivation. Yes. Now you were obviously supposed to be entering your second season as a pro. You, you you know, made 10 appearances with DC United last year after coming off the national championship. What was the toughest part of transitioning from the college game 
to the pro game? Obviously, you played well for DC United when you got in there, but when you got out there at first, what was that sort of difference like? Uh, I mean, the college game is, you know, it's similar to the USL. So when I, I had to play some games with the USL first. So once I transitioned from college to the USL and I, you know, used what I learned in college um, and the NCAA tournament to the USL game, it was a good transition. So I was learning fast, um, doing well in those games. And, you know, I always had in my mind, play just like you played in the national championship. So I always had that mentality and I really, you know, always put out my 100% effort as I played in those games. And um, Coach Ben um, believed in me and he saw I was working really hard in those games and in practice. And so then I got my first start against Colorado Rapids. And that was that was probably one of the probably best games I've ever played. Uh, they I, I didn't know the stats, you know, coming out, out of the game. And people were telling me that, you know, I had like 97% passing uh, rating. Um, my tackles were 100%. Like I got an assist. Um, in my first game, it was, all this stuff was just happening, and I was, you know, really blessed to be a part of that that game and get my opportunity to play. And um, I just wanted to make the most of the time that I was given. And um, just everyone had faith in me, and they believed in me. And I just, you know, had to work, you know, even harder as I kept playing with the first team consistently. And then, you know, I, I got injured, and so there was a lot of ups and downs during that rookie season. Uh, I could probably go in depth. Uh, but no, it was just it was just a really good, um, really good start to my rookie season. And Donovan, did you have that welcome to the MLS moment at all last year? Whether it was a matchup with another guy, or you're on the field with somebody, maybe you grew up watching. Oh man! Uh, honestly, to be honest, the first time I was like, "Dang, this is MLS capability." Was my first practice when I was at St. James's indoor facility in Virginia. Um, and, you know, I met Wayne Rooney for the first time. And so that was, you know, pretty, um, pretty awesome. And I, you know, I'm defending him in practice. And before this one session, he's like, Don, I'm going to show you something, you know, in his British, British accent. <laughs> and um, I'm like, I'm like, what? And he's like, just, just watch what I do in this, uh, in this training uh, session. I was just like, okay. So, so he, he basically the ball comes in to him and I'm defending him one-on-one. And there was a guy coming in behind me, and I, I knew that he probably saw him, so he thought, I thought he was going to go through his legs. But somehow he maneuvered his body to just, you know, clip the ball with, with the inside. Like he just with, – with the cuff of his, like, cleat and just chipped it and spun perfectly in the path of the, um, the striker running in. And I was like, how the heck did he see that? And how did he do that, maneuver his foot to do that all in one motion? And I – and then uh, I looked at I looked at Wayne because then um, they blew the whistle because that was the final point. And um, he he just winked at me. He's like, "You see that, Don?" And I was like, <sighs> "And I, I thought about, <laughs> oh, you know." And, and that was that was a pretty opening, you know, eye opening experience. And I was just like, "Dang, this is this is how it is. It's gonna be like this." So that was like honestly the first thing. But uh, yeah, when I got to that one. Not a bad guy to learn from. Now you had the uh, you had the chance also to play for the U twenty three national team with your former teammate Eric Williamson. What was that experience like to put on you know the stars and stripes and represent your country? A couple of friendlies, obviously nothing official, but to be able to have that opportunity. Um, I mean, it was always you know my dream when I was a kid, and I was really blessed to be part of that that call up squad. And um, I was just I was really kind of dumbfounded when I got the, the call up and I was like, oh my gosh, I have another chance to represent the United States um, over in Spain. So 
you know, I got on a plane, or yeah, I got on a plane, went to New York, and I saw all my all my buddies that I knew growing up. I saw Eric, um, you know, gave him a hug, made sure he was okay, and you know, it was good, you know, bonding and making sure like we caught up, and it was it was just a really good uh, you know experience with those guys because you know they're all we're all you know we're human, um, you know, we all have personality. You know, it's it's good to see their personality um, off the field. You know, you see them. And under the lights, you know, I see, uh, you know, Timothy Way, um, all these guys overseas. And, you know, they're all great guys. And you, you meet them and it's just like, you know, they're regular people. So it's it's really cool how um, I got the chance to meet them and play with them and experience, uh, you know, the U.S. national team and what that had, had to offer. And so I was really, uh, you know, blessed to be a part of that. Donovan, I believe you were a ball boy at certain points for D.C. United and Maryland. Oh. In, in terms of being a ball boy for DC United, how cool is it for you now to sign for the team you grew up, you know, watching and whatnot? Now you're on the team, you know, as a you know professional athlete. What what's that feeling like? Honestly, I I can't, Keith. I can't say it. It's just like like a it's a dream, you know. I I went to those games when I was young. I was in the academy when I was 13. I would ball boy, um, and I'll never forget the game where I ball boy for you know DC. And Andy Nahar takes a touch, and I'm behind the goal. And I think it's like it's online somewhere. They they uh, someone someone found out that was me behind the goal, and he shot the ball, and it just went right into the goal in my like direction, right behind me. And I was like, you know, like whoa, you know. And and that was like, on I was unbelievable. Like it, you could see the expression on my face, this other ball boy's face, and we looked at each other. It was it was just a magical moment. So when I when I saw that, and I experienced that, that's when I really knew I really wanted to make this team and I really wanted to, you know, prove that I can play, you know, for DC and keep learning from the, uh, the team, the organization, the coaches. And it was that right then and there, it was just like a, a big platform for me to just motivate me to do the best I can. Um, and so then I was playing, uh, you know, soccer for SAC and I would go to the Maryland games, our ball boy for those games. And those were always exciting games. And I would always watch the one center back, um, Ethan White. And so um, I always, you know, I saw his, you know, great touches, great defending, great speed. And I, you know, I was, you know, I was in 6'4", 6'5". I was, you know, 5'10", 5'9", you know. I was still pretty tall for my age. But, you know, it's like, I was like, but the high was like, well, I want to be just like him, you know. <laughs> I always talk to my parents. I'm like, you just got to keep working, Donovan. I'm like, and I always, I think I shook his hand one time. And that was, that was a really good moment, a memorable moment. I forgot who they played, but um, he was a big, uh, you know, person I looked up to growing up as well. And uh, I really highly, I, I respect him too, so. Now, you've been around Maryland for a long uh, time in your life, not only because it's of its proximity, but you're obviously your dad works for the university. What are yeah. your earliest memories of Maryland athletics, whether it be soccer or other sports that, that you go back to and remember as you go through your life? Oh, man. I remember my first football game. That was, that was crazy because uh, I went to, I think it was a uh, Michigan against Maryland football game, and I was in the stands with my dad. I was super young. And I was in the stands with the college kids. So we're talking about college kids. I'm like eight, nine years old in those sections. And my dad was like a, an assistant professor at the time. And, you know, college kids are just, you know, they were crazy. So <laughs> yelling and, I, and I'm like, dad, what's, what's going on? Like, it's so loud. I can't, I can't see because 
I, I wasn't that tall, so I couldn't. And that was, I was just like, this is a crazy environment. But it was really fun either way. I was like, dang, these kids are having so much fun, you know. And and my me and my dad really enjoyed. That was like the first, you know, actual football game I went to, and uh, it was just like it was super fun. And I think Maryland, uh, I think they lost that game, but it was still either way. It was a fun game, and um, it was just. I have so many, I have so many memories of you know Maryland sports, and it's just it's crazy that I was able to go there, and my dad's working there, my sister went there, my sister graduated from there. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, the my dad's gonna be president, and it's just it's it's unreal, you know. I we always count our blessings and always you know stay true to ourselves and go back to where we came from and always you know give thanks. So it's it's really really cool opportunity um, for my whole family. You saw the students at football then. I mean, what would you, what'd you think when you then saw the soccer? I mean, the crew is, is another oh, yeah. level of crazy too. <laughs> I mean, I'm, it's, it's hard to watch the game because then you hear the chants with the crew and you're like, dang, I can't even watch the game because these chants are hilarious. You know? <laughs> you know, they're saying uh, people's numbers. Of course, in the game, I'm focused when I was at Maryland. But, you know, they're saying people's numbers or they, like, know their girlfriend or something and they're all saying all this stuff. And I'm just like, dang, that's so distracting. How can this guy focus? Like, to keep on focus. <laughs> So, uh, honestly, those are probably the best games to go to at Maryland. Honestly, soccer is, you know, the best sport, in my opinion. So super fun. Everybody can be engaged. Um, and you can just sit there and enjoy it and watch it. You know, it's people can yell, but you can just enjoy it because it's just it's a beautiful field. Watch everyone play. Everyone gets on the ball. It's just a great sport. And you mentioned your dad, Daryl, there, named the new president of the University of Maryland. I mean, yeah. how cool of a, a moment was that uh, when you learned that, that he'd be taking that, that title, just the journey he's been through, um, just like you said, from an assistant professor now um, you know, leading the university? Yeah, honestly, uh, it's, it's unbelievable to the fact that, um, you know, when I was really young, I would go to his, uh, you know, his room as like an assistant professor. I would do my homework there. Uh, right near his building, his dean's office. It's like right next door in the engineering side. So I'll go there, do homework all the time after school. And then he became, you know, a professor. Um, and sometimes I would sit down in his lectures. I would, you know, do homework. One time I would, um, uh, I, I asked him a question. I don't know why I asked a question in the middle of his, his lecture. And I'm like in the corner and all the, all the college students look at me like, and I said something, it's like, it, what is, a law in motion will stay in motion unless acted on an equal outside force. And, this, and I said that, and he's like, wow, good job, Donovan. And that kind of correlated to the physics class he was kind of <laughs> And it was just, it was kind of, it was a funny, uh, you know, where everyone just laughed and um, smiled. Um, but I was just, uh, you know, tried, I tried to learn something each time I was in, in his room. And it was, it was crazy how we went from there, his professor, to, you know, being dean. And he's he's just been working so hard, and I've always you know um, been very very thankful for how hard he's been working for the family and for the university and just for everybody because he's just such a you know nice person, great father. Um, and then when I won the uh, national championship, I was I was really happy when he said I'm proud of you because you know he's for all he he's accomplished you know uh, school wise and you know going through um, life and his um, uh, you know celebrations, aspirations, everything that's happened to him. And when he said he's, he's uh, uh, you know, proud of me, I was just really, really happy. So I, I kind of broke down in tears at the end of the game because that's the first time I, I heard him say that. So um, I was really, really happy. And he was, he was proud of me. So, uh, you know, 
it's just all all those emotions going through uh, going through life and going through just everything. It's just been crazy and thankful, and uh, it's been a blessing, you know. Speaking of that accomplishment, the national championship, we're now, I can't believe we're like a year and a half removed from that. Crazy, uh, right? When you think about that run and, and not giving up a goal throughout the tournament and how you guys were doubted early in the season and then ended up on top of the mountain, what sort of feelings come back to you when you think about um, that journey? Uh, I just think of just the, the brotherhood, you know, all, all the players that were a part of it and the, the coaching staff and just the people that, you know, had our backs and, uh, just really believed in us and just I think also just the players too we we kind of after we were you know selected into the tournament we all came together and just became a band of brothers we had each other's back uh, we knew each other's tendencies and we kind of based it off that and we just said okay we're just going to focus on ourselves and learn what we learned in the regular season because we had one of the hardest seasons um, you know in Maryland history uh, playing like the top 25 teams every week so based See, I think we learned that, you know, each team is different, but we can play a similar way um, to, you know, beat these teams because they, they kind of are similar. So, you know, we lost a game, I think, against Michigan State. We played, you know, a similar team in the tournament, and, you know, we just have to defend maybe one guy, and, you know, we may just have to score one goal, and we'll just sit back and defend, and that's what we did. And uh, we got the job done, and we kind of just all believed in each other and uh, – it was, it was just a great experience. So I think it was just the brotherhood is what I remember the most. You talk about that brotherhood. I mean, why do you think you guys had that special chemistry? What about that particular group brought you guys um, you know, close together? I think just how much we worked in practice and how competitive we were. And we knew how good we were because, we're, you know, we're playing uh, the top 25 teams each, you know, each week. And we, we knew that we're all working hard and we're capable of, of playing these teams because we played like number one team. I think it was like Stanford in the beginning and we did really well. I think we tied that game. I'm not sure, but we knew we could play and we just had to, you know, dig deeper and deeper and find who we really, who we really were as a team. Um, and also for me personally, I respected all the seniors and I wanted the seniors, you know, to get, get some hardware, get, you know, a national championship. And, uh, you know, every, every one of them, you know, took care of me my, my freshman year and, um, respected me and really helped me um, grow as a player and as a person. So I really wanted to give back to, you know, all the, all the seniors. Um, and uh, it was just something I, I held dear to my heart because, you know, they were like my best friends in college and they helped me get through it. And also, like, I remember, um, you know, against Duke, I popped my shoulder out in the game and I, I think I slid and I popped it out and I popped it back in and Dane looked at me, he's like, Don, you good? Can you keep playing? And, you know, I, a lot of emotions were going through my mind, you know, I was just like, you know, I can't, I can't let up for my team. We've gotten so far. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a team player. And so I was just going through all these emotions and I was like, no, I got to, got to get through this. I know we can win this game if I stay in this. And, you know, we, we won that game. And, uh, if I feel like if I gave up, I'm not, I don't like giving up. So if I gave up, I think we could have, you know, we could have maybe lost that game, but, um, I really had a lot of emotions and I wanted to dig deep and, make sure that the seniors will have a memorable uh, season. You talk about that group and, and, and the chemistry of it, but it also incredibly talented, you know, eight of the 11 guys that are not now on the team are all playing professionally. You guys yeah, in the MLS. Yeah. Chase Gasper played for the U.S. men's national team already. You obviously for the U23 team. Mm -hmm. you know, the three guys that are still on the team, all very talented, Hervé and Ben, and ben DeRosa. 
what mm-hmm. was it like to just watch all of those guys post college all go play professionally? That's pretty incredible. Obviously, I mean, Eli and Johannes haven't had oh, the chance yet because of the pandemic. Yeah, you know, exactly. Gonna, all these guys are going to play professionally. What's that like? It's just a blessing. I mean, I was so happy that everybody got drafted. You know, when you know I signed my homegrown deal. Um, I did that, you know, in the beginning, and then, you know, and I was like, oh, please, everybody else, you know, get drafted that goes into the draft, who wants to get into the draft, and or just get just get on a team, you know. And I was so happy, you know. Andrew got selected, Amar got selected, Chase got selected, Dane got selected, Sebastian, and it was just all all of them. And I was just so happy. And I know DJ DJ didn't get selected, but he, you know, he had opportunities other places. So I'm glad that everyone had an opportunity to play, you know, outside of college. So I was really, really thankful that we made that run and we got something out of it. Even we got some hardware, but, you know, we got, you know, people, you know, jobs and, you know, uh, futures and aspirations to play professional soccer, which everyone um, goes to college for. And so I was really happy that um, everyone got a chance to um, showcase their skills and is now playing in a you know, professional environment. So um, I was really, really happy and thankful that that actually happened. That was pretty cool. Your head coach, Sasha Sarovsky, has produced so many talented players professionally and then guys that have gone on to be successful in other things. What about the culture that Sasha creates sort of propels you guys towards that success? Wow, that's a good question. Um, can, you, can you ask that one more time? I need, a, I need to hear that one more uh, th- Don, I only ask the tough ones, man. This is, you, know, you know that about me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Sasha this culture that Sasha creates is, and that word excellence that he always talks about yeah. sort of permeates through your guys' squad, not only in professional soccer, these produce so many good guys, but also, you know, throughout life. What about um, him as a coach sort of gets you guys to that point where you sort of all believe in that mantra? I think just he always preaches the word excellence every time he comes into the locker room. You know, there's, there's signs in the locker room for excellence. There's the performance Pentagon. And we all just – you know, dig deep and, you know, it's kind of the performance plan on people think it's corny, but it's actually a lifestyle. If you actually think about all the stuff that's on there, um, it all makes sense. And it's all, you know, can, you can be, you can portray it in your life and it kind of, you know, gets me through day two. I kind of use it in my life. So it's, it's something that you look at it, you're like, ah, and then, but you see it every day and you think about it and you relate it to your life. And, you know, Sash really ingrains that word excellence to us, you know, every day so we can perform the best, we can do our best in school, so we can perform on the field, so we don't have to worry about it, we can just focus on soccer. So it's, it's a lifestyle. I mean, if you don't, if you don't really n- know excellence or understand excellence, then uh, you're not, you know, putting your best foot forward and being the best that you can be. Because uh, you want to you be the best person you can be for the team, for yourself, uh, for your family, who you represent, you know, your school. And I knew when I got there, he was a big believer, you know, in excellence and performing to your highest, you know, standard and just doing the best that you can personally and for the team because uh, he's a big team-oriented person. And uh, every year I really um, understood the fact of all the stuff that he that he preached. And um, when we got, you know, to the um, my final season, and, you know, the, the freshmen, they didn't really know the performance Pentagon, but, you know, we had others um, talking to them and me personally talking to them and discussing what it really meant to meant to me. And, you know, they finally figured it out with uh, also the help, I think, of, uh, of Rob Kehoe as well. And it's just like it's, it's a lifestyle. He preaches it to us 
it's just something that um, I kind of live by every day, even to this point. Do you have a good Sasha Sarovsky practice story you can tell us that's appropriate for this podcast? Remember, Jonathan, you, you're not at Maryland anymore, so now's the time to oh, do some we funny ones. To, we ask this to every former soccer player. Oh, man, there's – Okay. Um, okay, well, that's appropriate for this. I, th- I think this is okay. So, okay, so we're playing – it's not, we'll take it out. Okay, okay. We're, we're playing, uh, I think, 5v5 or 6v6. Um, I think it's the spring. And – you know, of course, Sasha wants to get involved in the game. I think he's a neutral. And um, I'm playing, you know, on one side and he's playing on the other side. He's on the opposite side of the field. Just thinking about two goals, you know, and I'm on one side and he's on the opposite side of the field because I'm a right back. He's probably playing like a, a right mid position in the in neutral. I don't know. And so he gets the ball and does some, you know, pirouette and passes the ball. And he yells out. and he screams and, you know, he gets hurt. And so I'm just like, oh, my gosh, Sasha's hurt, you know? And the next day, he's like, oh, my gosh, um, we're, we're receiving a boot. And he, he, he blamed it on me. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, how? Everyone looked at me like, dang, Don, what did you do? I said, bro, I wasn't even near him. I was on the opposite side of the field. And so he's like, Sasha came in and like, yeah, Don really stepped on me hard. And we're just like, dang, Don, how did, how did you hurt him so bad? I was, I was like, I didn't do anything. And I was just like, I was just like, what the? I was like, what the heck? You know, like it was, just, it was just a funny instance because I didn't even think. I was just like, I was like, what? It was just like I'm just sitting there, like, dang, Sasha's hurt. All of a sudden, wait, I didn't do anything, you know? So it was just so random. I was just like, ah, dang, Sasha's funny. Um, there's nothing like when Sasha gets involved. We were at Michigan State once. I don't remember if you remember this. We were at Michigan State's indoor in their football facility, and he was, like, yeah. trying to kick field goals or like, kick it oh, off the, yeah, off the yeah. bar. And he was just yelling that he had more class than everyone. That is, that is like, classic Sasha right there. Oh, my gosh. He's a, he, <laughs> <laughs> his confidence is, is just unreal. It's so great. And we're just – he's just kicking field goals. We're just, like he, – he thinks he, he could kick it better than us, you know? <laughs> Uh, it's just it's just funny it's, it's just a great competitive atmosphere that's the thing that's why we play so hard because he's competitive he gets competitive players you know we feed off that energy so that's so that's why we love him that's why we love him so much now you talked about some of your academic pursuits um as a, you were a biology major i'm going to read this environmental science and biodiversity was like your specific major when you're in school now obviously you're playing professionally so you can't take as many classes but what interests you so much about that aspect of academia um, so, uh, so I'm a big, I really like, uh, you know, amphibians and reptiles. And so what I wanted to do was do some studies and, um, internships, uh, with maybe the Smithsonian, like, uh, the zoo or, uh, aquarium and just, uh, understand different aspects of this, this fungus called, you know, chytrid. And it was killing a lot of amphibians, um, in South America and in, um, other parts in like the rainforest. So, I was taking Chinese and I wanted to do some research in China and the rainforest and see the um, fungus chytrid, how that was affecting the amphibians there, and then do some research in South America um, and try to correlate that and hopefully find out what's killing them. But because I was so interested in that, because amphibians and frogs and salamanders, they're like indicator species. So basically, they are the first ones to react to what's going on in the environment. So, uh, so that was something I really held dear. And plus, I love them growing up. 
And, um, you know, if, if you see, say, if you see like a, a frog always at your door or whatever amphibian there is and it's not there, that's, that's when you know something's going on in the environment or, uh, you know, something ate it, but, or, you know, if you see a lot of them and they're not there anymore. So it's just little nuances. So they, they're rare because their skin's very poor. So I can go in depth with all this stuff. <laughs> Sorry. But um, that's kind of why I was, I was studying um, biology. I was studying in uh, ecology and evolution. And then I had to switch that because it was getting kind of hard with soccer to environmental science. Now I got to switch it again because I can't take the necessary um, labs for my major because, you know, soccer. So, um <laughs> Donald, I'm not going to lie. I had to Google uh, chytrid fungus killing amphibians so I, I can just oh, yeah, you, myself oh, well, a little bit. Okay, okay. I, I never heard of that before now, but now I've got a little a little project now. To yeah, it's it with like a C. Yeah, C-H. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Keith needs some books to read, so this will this <laughs> no, uh, yeah, Keith can understand it. If I read that, I've got no shot. The biology, biology, not my thing. Well, I, I don't think I'm going to understand it, but at least, you know, something <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So. Donovan, we'll get you out of here on a little bit of rapid fire first. The show you're watching right now during quarantine. So I was watching, <laughs> I was watching Ozark. So I watched, yeah. So I watched Ozark uh, the whole season, and my dad hates TV shows, hates. So I somehow got him to watch all the seasons of Ozark, and we watched like two or three episodes a day because he just was so you know interested. He was fixated, and I was just like, dang. He really likes this stuff, which I'm really surprised because usually he he watches it and just falls asleep, you know. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, wow, he's actually watching it. And we finished it, and you know, he always watches clips of it because he really enjoyed the um, the last part of the last season. Um, I can't, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm watching well, I'm not, two episodes in, so it. let's, oh, 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 let's yeah. take it easy on the spoilers. Okay, I'll say it, but you know, it's it's a great show. Um, you know, it's it's for you know older people so not for the younger generation but it's it's a great show money money laundering and you know stuff like that uh but i just finished it so i'm trying to figure out another show to watch also instead of playing you know warzone and call of duty with my boys so. warzone a, a good activity to fight off boredom um you've mentioned oh. that you've mentioned a couple other things any other activities you're uh, you're kind of pursuing right now to curb boredom hmm uh yeah i'm trying to i need to figure out some more stuff to do i mean just uh i've been playing you know xbox i've been really good at war zones that's that's pretty funny uh because i stopped i stopped playing modern warfare uh two because i got a i got a nuke and i told myself i'll stop playing modern warfare (laughs) wow that's a huge accomplishment that's a hard stuff in middle school that was like high like end of and then middle school or high but again high school I said, I'm not going to play Call of Duty anymore. And then, you know, Warzone comes out, and it's just like uh, Fortnite. Right, and, right. You know, I'm playing that for maybe two hours a day, like from 8, eight to 10, you know? It's, now, you know, yeah, when I played Modern Warfare 2, I was an objectives guy. I was terrible at actually, you know, oh, yeah. people, so I just I just planted bombs and defused them. Now, you talk about Warzone as a game. We talk, we had Jalen Smith on this show. Oh, yeah. uh, men's basketball like three weeks ago, also a big Warzone guy. So we need to get you guys – we need to get to hear the Turtle Warzone team. You guys can Oh, that would be pretty funny. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Yeah, I was um, with my roommate, though, um, Brandon Lee. Who, uh, who are the, uh, the best video game guys from that national championship soccer team? Who is, uh, who is lighting it up on the sticks? We all – Amar Sadich is, is the king, I think, right now, Fortnite, because he was in the, uh, I think, MLS thing uh, – 
the other day. Wow. Amar. Yeah. How about yeah. that? Yeah, he's he's he was killing it. He was with um somebody at Maryland. I think it was like Mikey Ambrose. I don't know. They were they were the uh tag team um you know, two player team. And so uh, they did really well. They were playing, I think, against like Christian Polistic and some guys. And like he did pretty well. But you know, those guys are really good. He's good, but you know, there's always another level. Um <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Mars good. Who else? Uh, I think Seb was. Uh, I don't know. I, maybe Eli. I don't know. I just know Amar was really good. He was really. Yeah, they, good. Were, they were having this debate all year on um, on our my friend Brenton and Hartloff's podcast about Maryland soccer, but who was the best FIFA player? Um, and Craig Eichelberger was getting a lot of. Oh, was getting a lot of love on FIFA. Craig, Craig, man, <laughs> Craig is good. Honestly, I, I. Oh man, he would after like you know I would finish all my work. Um, we would play uh, FIFA. At like you know seven thirty when I was like in college and I was I was like I'm gonna beat this guy because he always talks smack because he was my locker buddy actually that season so and I was just like all right we I gotta play you man and he beat me like like three zero and I was like what the it's like Craig you're good man and he's like yeah man I'm okay <laughs> I said I said I said bro man you're good and like yeah Craig's a really good player I know Craig was good I know Luca Levy he was really good when he yeah. was here. Um, hope he's doing well. Uh, but yeah, Craig, Craig was good. He's very good. Very good the, the toughest attacking player you faced in your career. <sighs> attacking player. Hmm. In my entire career. So college. Yes. Okay. Nonetheless. Probably, uh, Angelo Rodriguez. So, he played for Minnesota. He plays on Chase's team. He was just really, really strong. And there was a there was I remember a moment in the game where I was playing him one on one, and it was it felt like an eternity. It felt like you know ten minutes defending this guy, and like I would just be nudging him, you know, you know, strength elbow. And he turned, he faced me, and I'm just like you know jockeying. I'm trying to fake him out, trying to make him you know initiate a move so I can get to the ball. And I, this guy was it was just eternity. It was just one on one, like to the corner. This way, this way, and then he dribbled all the way to the corner flag. Then he cuts in, and then finally he dribbles out of bounds. And I'm like, you know, I'm out of breath. I'm like, wow, dang, this is this is the real deal, you know. And that was that was that was crazy. Like I knew he was a really good player because also he scored the game winner against us um, in that game. So uh, and it was on it was on me. It was like uh, a ball in. Uh, he somehow I don't think he got a touch. It just bounced, and they say he touched it. You know. And I still, I'm still kind of salty about that. So, <laughs> so the ball comes in, it bounces, and then it bounced like a skip right past Bill, and then goes into the corner. I'm like, ah, oh, shoot. But it was either way, it was a good game. Uh, he's probably one of the best players I played against. Um, same thing with uh, Joseph Martinez too. Uh, he's really good at running off the ball from Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. When DC plays Minnesota next season, that's the game I want to make sure I'm watching. So I want to yeah, watch yeah. that matchup. Yeah, I'll be you really got Chase cool. in there too. You got two Terps. Yes, there you go. I mean, you got Terps everywhere. I mean, it's yeah. it's crazy. You know, on every team, to be honest. Uh, coolest place soccer has taken you, Donovan. Ooh. Okay. Um, I think uh, Milan, Italy. So mm-hmm. I went there with like six or seven DC United guys when I was in the academy. Um, that was that was unreal because. You know, you're playing with Inter Milan, so a professional, you know, team in the academy. 
playing against, you know, future pros. So that was pretty cool. Um, we met, uh, you know, Mario Balotelli's like agent. It was, it was cool. We saw all these famous players. We met, we met some of the famous players. We met like Shakiri. I met Nemanja Vidic, played for Man U um, and Inter Milan. Um, uh, it was, it was crazy. I mean, always on Kovacic. We, we just saw, it was just a great experience. I, I, I have so many pictures from it. Uh, I know DJ was a part of that too, DJ Reeves. So that was cool. Um, since I talked to him about it um, from time to time. Uh, so it was, it was probably one of the greatest uh, places I've been uh, that soccer's taken me. Final question. I'm going to give you a two-parter here because we have not had you on this show before. We normally ask people what their favorite place to eat in College Park is. Mm-hmm. Since quarantine has happened, we ask them their favorite home-cooked meal. So I'll ask you both. Your favorite place to eat in College Park and then your favorite home-cooked meal. Okay. Favorite place to eat in College Park? That is the Jamaican cuisine, Jerk Pit. Yes. There it is. Yes. Yeah. Taylor and I went there. We, we tried it a couple months ago. Yeah, we'd never oh, had it. Time. Yeah, it was yes. good. Yeah. It was fantastic. What did you guys do? Remember what you got? Oh my gosh. I can't remember. Like a jerk chicken? We got chicken? the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I think it was jerk chicken. Okay. I think we got the same thing. Yeah. We like split around. Uh, all that stuff's good. I mean, the fish is good. Salmon. Um, I I usually get oxtail uh, with like plantains. Uh, wow. Yeah, beans and rice. I I love that place. Place unbelievable. Great great food. Um, I always love going there. I think maybe once a week. <clears throat> get maybe Uber Eats to get, uh, bring it to me. <laughs> that was that was always good. Um, so to cook. I mean, I I cooked. Um, you know, shrimp, shrimp Alfredo. So that's, that's my favorite dish to, to have outside of the house, but I cooked it, um, here. So it was, it was pretty good. Also, I like cooking burgers. Um, I'm a big, uh, burger guy. So, uh, so I cook turkey burgers and make a nice, uh, nice burger sandwich, healthy sides. And yeah, so that's, that, those are the two things I like to cook. There you go. If you need the shrimp Alfredo recipe from Donovan Pines, make sure to yeah. put them up. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Don, thank you so much for giving us some of your time. Um, Obviously loved what you did at Maryland. I can't wait to see what you do in the future as a professional. Stay safe during quarantine and uh, hopefully you're back on the field this summer. Yeah. Thanks for having me guys. Appreciate sharing all my uh, experiences with you guys. Hopefully you guys stay safe and hopefully I'll see you guys soon. Thanks man. You bet. Thanks Donovan. All right. Peace. Back on here, the turtle presented by Toyota and Keith when Donovan started going down the uh, frogs and amphibians um, thing, he lost me quite frankly, because he's smarter than I am. Uh, he, we've been in, I've had this conversation with him before, so I'm not shocked by that, but what an incredibly um, smart guy who's got so many different interests um, in terms of on the field and off the field, he's going to be successful. I have the citrid fungi uh, Wikipedia page below there, <laughs> Taylor, uh, right now. It, it's long. It's not a short read. This is, this is in depth. So uh, I mean, what, what a dynamic individual, dynamic person. He's, he's got the brains. He's got the athletic prowess, um, you know, starting as a rookie at, at DC United in the MLS. Um, no small feat. But uh, I, I got a feeling he's going to go on and be very successful in whatever he pursues. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as you said, a successful rookie year, which could have been even more successful, battled some injuries that he talked about a little bit, um, had kind of gotten himself as a regular and then got hurt. Um, so he will factor in in D.C. United's future. And who knows, the athleticism he possesses with that height, he could have some European suitors calling him at some point uh, during his professional career. And hopefully he throws it in that U.S. jersey as so many American 
or excuse me, so many Maryland players have for the U.S. men's national team. Such a history with Graham Zuzzi, Omar Gonzalez, Robbie Rogers, Maurice Adu, Clarence Goodson, you go on and on and on um, throughout the different systems. So hopefully Donovan is the next in that line. Zach Steffen, um, the current uh, Maryland and U.S. star in the goal uh, for our home country. Um, Keith, as we talk about with Maryland, not a ton going on with sports is why we keep bringing on these professional players. Um, obviously, um, not a ton going on in sports in general. We do, however, we'll be honoring some athletes this week if you check out Maryland's social channels, some academic awards, some student athlete of the year awards, some different things coming out. Keith, we will not reveal any of those details at this point, but that uh, stuff is, is certainly coming. Keith, you know what was the most interesting thing that actually happened? You were on a call with the Maryland men's lacrosse team, our guy John Tillman, with Bart Scott, the former Raven yes. and New York Jet linebacker. That Coach Tillman is just – he gets all the big names. Listen, man, you know, when you're not out there playing, you got to find ways to occupy time, keep the team together, you know, having Zoom meetings where you have some fresh perspectives and people who have, have come on. We've had Jonathan Allen from the Redskins. Um, we've had, you know, several couple different alumni. Um, uh, and then Bart Scott, you know, was, was one of the ones last week. And, I mean, sh- I mean his, his energy is, is just as – you can feel it through the Zoom call just like you could feel it in person. Um, or, or, like, he had it on the field. He's brought that into his professional life now, what he's doing in, in media and radio and whatnot. Um, so, no, it, it, was, it was an awesome opportunity just to get to um, spend an hour listening to him. Yeah, very and very cool to watch different coaches do different things with that. Women's soccer had – um, Pele's daughter on right. them. Um, men's soccer had national champion Herman Trophy winner, now financial planner Jason Gary, to talk to that team about sort of life after soccer and things like that. Uh, football's doing motivational speakers. So trying to keep our student athletes engaged um, as they head down uh, this month. Graduation in a couple weeks. Um, so we'll talk about those athletes once we get towards um, that part of the month. But obviously, hopefully, sports and everything uh, comes back um, soon as we head uh, through this. Um, pandemic but that's enough for hear the turtle this week once again thanks to donovan pines for joining us a fantastic interview um with him uh, i think you might have to listen to that one twice because you, you missed all the different things he said if you're if you're a listener so thanks to him make sure to follow us on all of our social media channels at hear the turtle on twitter and at hear the turtle on instagram as me and keith said make sure to follow the um terps account and all of the sport accounts to follow some of these awards this week some very deserving athletes especially for off the field accomplishments but don't get as much praise but these athletes are able to balance the time between athletics and academics they're pretty incredible people donovan pines being one of those uh, people make sure to follow keith stand through on one um for his progress on ozark maybe you can you can tweet about that we'll say two two episodes in we got a, we got a little ways to go I have not started. I need to start. Uh, Last Dance has kind of taken up my time from a TV perspective. Um, so that's where I am right now. You can follow me at Taylor Swift 10 if you, if you want to see that or tweets about Taylor Swift's concert coming up, which you should watch on ABC in a couple weeks. Keith, we'll see everyone next week. It's here, the Turtle presented by Toyota. Go Terps.